Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Healthy Gut Podcast with Rebecca Coombs, the place where you can learn how to achieve a happy, healthy gut. Here's what's coming up on today's show. Welcome to episode 61 of the Healthy Gut Podcast and today we're joined by Dr. Rachel Fresco from Biobotanical Research. Now to grab the show notes from today's show, make sure you head to thehealthygut.co forward slash biobotanical, that's all one word, B-I-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-C-A-L. And don't forget that you can also sign up to become a member of the Healthy Gut Podcast and you will get the full transcription of today's episode and all other episodes from Season 2. Plus, you'll get exclusive content that non-members can't access. So head to thehealthygut.co forward slash biobotanical to sign up. Now, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that a new round of my SIBO coaching program is starting very shortly. We've just completed the SIBO Back to Basics program, and now we're going to be diving deeply into topics with amazing specialists from all around the world on things that can be very useful for you in recovering from what can be a long-term chronic illness with SIBO. We have Dr. Vanessa Thiel, a psychologist, joining us to talk about negative self-talk and negative mindset, which is so common for us, especially when we've been dealing with SIBO for a long time. My very own personal practitioner, Alyssa Tate, is going to be joining us to talk about adhesions and why we should all be considering these as a potential missing piece in the puzzle for why you develop SIBO, and it has been a major missing piece of my puzzle until recently. Dr. Jason Wysocki from Eight Hearts is going to be joining us to talk about how to treat long-term and chronic SIBO, what his approach is when he's working with patients that have been dealing with SIBO for a long time. And you'll also get priority access to my interview with Dr. Mark Pimentel on hydrogen sulfide SIBO. In addition to these incredible interviews and webinars with these amazing specialists, you also get access to my group coaching sessions. So you get to meet other people who are just like you. And we do these via webinar at a time that's suitable for multiple different time zones. Along with that, you also get exclusive access to our private Facebook group, which is only accessible to members of the SIBO coaching program. Our group is incredibly active, but most importantly, it's really supportive. So you know you can tune in there, you can ask a question, and the group is there to help you. Something new for this round is you can join for the whole program and you get access to everything plus some really amazing exclusive specials. Or you can sign up just to do one of the individual sessions with one of those amazing practitioners. 
There's a link for all of this on the podcast show notes so you can find out more. Head to thehealthygut.co forward slash biobotanical to read more about what's happening in the next round of the SIBO coaching program. But guys, I do recommend you uh, don't delay um, because the program is exclusive. I don't take a huge number of people on because I'm really committed to providing a really uh, high level of support for you. Uh, So I'd hate for you to miss out on a spot because somebody else gets it. That's not a bad thing. Everybody needs a spot that needs help. Alongside the coaching group, I've also got my forthcoming podcast session where I'm going to be talking all about nutrition and diet. And it's a bit like a mini sample of what a full coaching session is like. Do you have any questions you would like me to answer when it comes to food? Perhaps you're struggling with knowing what to eat for certain meals. Maybe you're trying to combine multiple food intolerances. Maybe you're just struggling with understanding which diet you should choose. Well, then this could be a great podcast for you to come and join me on. And maybe you've always wanted to hear yourself on the Healthy Gut Podcast. Well, now's your opportunity, guys. Alternatively, you might have some really handy hints and tips that you would like to share with other listeners, things that have made your life so much easier when it comes to your nutrition and your diet. You can simply record a message for me and that will get played on the show. It's super easy, guys. You can do it at any time of the day or night. All you need is to be able to access my website. So you need an internet connection. You can do that via your phone or a computer or tablet. Super simple. All you need to do is click record and it will record a voicemail message for me and I will replay that on the show. So just head to thehealthygut.co forward slash biobotanical and click on send a voice message to The Healthy Gut and that will send it to me straight away. And finally, before we start the show, I wanted to let you know there are a heap of awesome SIBO and gut-related health events coming up over the next couple of weeks. And I'm actually going to be flying back out to the US next week to attend the SIBO Symposium in Portland, Oregon on the 9th and 10th of June. Are you going? I would love to see you there if you are. I love meeting people in person, particularly my listeners of the Healthy Gut podcast. So let me know if you are going to be attending the SIBO Symposium Portland because I would love to see you. I'm also going to be doing some really fun meetups while I'm in the States. I'll be in Los Angeles and Portland and I will be sharing all of these other really interesting and informative SIBO events on my website. So to find out more details about them, head to thehealthygut.co forward slash events to find out more. Our guest today on the Healthy Gut Podcast is Dr. Rachel Fresco. She is an acupuncturist and the founder and CEO of Biobotanical Research. Since 1989, Dr. Fresco has utilized her background in naturopathy, Chinese medicine and clinical nutrition to create products that have a significant impact on challenging clinical conditions. Addressing the challenges of microbial overgrowth, as well as supporting the digestive and immune systems, her formulations have helped thousands of people around the world. Her most well-known product is Biocidin, which is recommended by many practitioners and clinicians 
and laboratories in support of those dealing with conditions such as candida, SIBO and other GI dysbiosis and biofilm-associated disorders. Her formulations have been helpful in those with systemic chronic infections, including Lyme disease. Dr. Fresco lectures internationally at medical conferences and shares her research on chronic infections, biofilms, GI dysbiosis, systemic inflammation and the use of plant-based medicines in clinical practice. This season for season two of the Healthy Gut podcast, Biobotanical Research are sponsors of our podcast, which is just fantastic because they are helping us to keep it on the air. And they have an amazing offer for all of you listeners, and that is for everybody who's based in the States, you can get free shipping on any orders placed via their website. So all you need to do is head to biocidon.com and use code THG for free shipping in the US. So without further ado, I welcome Dr. Rachel Fresco to the show where we'll be talking about her wonderful products that are used to help so many of us with SIBO. Welcome to the Healthy Gut Podcast, Rachel Fresco. It's wonderful to have you here today. I'm so happy to be on and being able to share information on how we use these botanicals in uh, SIBO and other digestive disorders. Wonderful. So we are going to be talking about biobotanical research and the products that you have developed. But first, I'd like to start with a little bit about you, why you do what you do and, and how you got to uh, you know, be here and on the show talking about these products today. Well, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll try to make it as uh, quick as possible. Um, I was just out of acupuncture school in about 1988, 89, and working at Khan Herb Company, which is a Chinese herbal company. And a lot of the doctors in San Francisco had started to see patients um, with AIDS. And of course, that was the very beginning of the AIDS epidemic. There were no drugs. And these patients had severe diarrheal diseases that were killing them. I and mean, can you imagine people were dying of just a simple you know, uh, gut infections. And so these doctors up there were asking, do we have any herbal medicines that could be used? And the Chinese herbal medicine formulas weren't really doing it, but I knew about this other formula I had been using in veterinary medicine. I did veterinary acupuncture as well. And so um, I knew that people were using the formula too, and that it had worked on really severe infections. So we sent some samples of this up to some of these doctors to try on these patients, and it was really helping. Um, and so one of those doctors was so encouraged, he sent it to Great Smokies Diagnostic Labs, which is now Genova Diagnostics. And the owner of that lab at the time, Dr. Martin Lee, called me up. And I'll never forget it because it was a very bizarre phone call out of the blue for me. He's like, I don't know who you are or what this is, but it kills everything. And I'm like, okay, is that a good thing? And he's like, well, yeah, this is, it's killing all the yeast and bacteria we've tested it on. And we want to put it on our panel. And I really didn't know what that meant. But what he was talking about was the CDSA, the Comprehensive Digestive Stool Analysis. So they put it on as the gentian formula as to give it a sort of a generic name. And then they started testing it. And over a six-year period, they tested 200,000 patient samples. And each time, it was the most highly sensitive agent. So it was equally effective as the drug therapies and stronger than most of the natural uh, remedies as well. So 
of course, all these doctors that were getting their patients' lab tests run started seeing this gentian formula and, you know, calling up and, and asking what this was. And so that's how biocidin kind of started. And we started doing other kinds of tests on it on different pathogens and putting together other formulas to go with it. And so I ended up leaving Con Herb Company and basically having to start my own company to deal with the level of interest um, in these herbs. So now, you know, I, I gradually modified the formula and took out things that were too harsh and put in other things that were better antimicrobials and kind of fine-tuned it over the years until we got to the point where it is now. Uh, so that was sort of how I got the beginning. I really had no intention to start a company like this. I thought I was just going to, you know, get my acupuncture license and go my merry way as a practitioner. I really had no concept of running a herbal products company. So let's talk about some of the products that you do have and, and obviously how um, they can be used for the treatment of SIBO and, um, and why um, patients are using um, some of your products for SIBO. So let's, let's start with perhaps some of the, uh, the biocidin products that you've got that uh, I actually have, uh, I use them myself now. I've got uh, a whole suite of your products uh, that I am very happy to, to be using and, uh, but I love for you to talk about them um, for my listeners to learn a little bit more about them. So the, the basic biocidin formula, the liquid version, the, which is sometimes referred to as the advanced formula, but they're all in the same formula. Um, and so the liquid version is what we use for the digestive tract um, because you can start slowly with just like one drop. I mean, that's enough to, to get a die-off reaction in some people. We'll talk about die-off in a minute, but so, so the liquid version is what we use in the digestive tract and for most cases of dysbiosis, whereas the liposomal version of the formula sort of bypasses the digestion and goes systemically. So that's more for other types of issues that are outside the digestive tract. So if somebody was uh, struggling with, say, Lyme disease or urinary tract infection or lung infection, anything outside the gut, then the liposomal formula might be a better delivery for that type of nutritional support. Mm, that's interesting. And so talk us through the liquid formulas. What, what are there and how do they work and, and what are the names of them? Okay, so the biocidin is sort of our main formula and that comes in several formats. The liquid I mentioned, the liposomal I mentioned. We also have it in a capsule, which is the liquid formula in a capsule. And what you can do with those capsules is obviously they're convenient for traveling. Um, they're also sometimes used by doctors as suppositories for vaginal infections um, and also for men with prostatitis. And we have a throat spray version, which is so superior for sore throats, um, you know, cold and flu season support, traveling, anytime where you really want to bring a strong antimicrobial botanical to the upper respiratory system, the throat spray version is really great. It's diluted in alcohol. So if somebody can't tolerate alcohol, they probably wouldn't want that one. But for most people, that's a convenient uh, one to use for the throat. And then recently, we started doing studies on dental infections. And we got such amazing results with that, that we decided to put the biocidin in a toothpaste. So now we have this dental sidin toothpaste with biocidin, and it's got a lot of biocidin. It's almost like 20% of the whole toothpaste bottle is biocidin. So it's, it's quite strong. And then um, based on 
the dental research we did with the liposomal formula of biocide, and we made an oral care solution, which is like a rinse that you use for um, more serious problems in the mouth, uh, gum disease, you know, people who've had root canals, you know, any time that you have something that you're trying to really pinpoint in the mouth. And we added a few extra herbs to that, like um, we added clove and myrrh, as well as CoQ10 and quercetin as nutritional support for the gum tissue. So, so that's called the dental side and oral care solution. And again, that's based on the biocidin formula. So those are the biocidin products and all of them share the fact that they are used as nutritional support wherever you have a microbial challenge of some type, whether it's a yeast or bacteria, parasite, virus, any type of <clears throat> pathogen. That's where the biocidin range is useful. I have the uh, toothpaste and it's a really lovely flavor. It's a, I've been using kind of natural toothpastes now for some time, but I have had two root canals. Uh, it's interesting. My teeth had never had any problems. And then the same time that I was diagnosed with SIBO, in that one year, I had two root canals and several fillings. So I'm now using the dental side and toothpaste. It's a really nice flavor. It's, and you know, I've used some natural toothpastes that are just horrific. <laughs> They're just awful. You put them on your toothbrush and you're like, oh my gosh. But it's like a nice kind of uh, minty, herby flavor and uh it's brown so it's you know for some people who have color issues they might be like oh I'm putting brown toothpaste um but it tastes great and I I've been really enjoying it I've only just recently started using it so I look forward to seeing how that goes in my mouth but something that one of um your staff said to me who I was talking with at the um integrative SIBO conference in New Orleans not so long ago was that he had a lot of issues with plaque buildup on his teeth. And I said, oh, I have that problem. My dental hygienist is forever lamenting the fact that every six months when I go in to have my teeth cleaned, he's like, are you flossing? And I say, of course I'm flossing. And he's like, there's so much plaque buildup on your teeth because my bottom row are quite compacted. And he was telling me that this had really helped him with reducing the amount of plaque buildup on his teeth. So I'm really looking forward to hopefully seeing that change as well. I think you will. The, the feedback from everyone using that toothpaste, and including myself, I have that plaque issue too. And the, the thing that's interesting about biocide is it breaks biofilms. And we can talk more about that because that's a really important topic. But it also has this really great uh, zeodent, which is a dental hydrated silica that super cleans. What I'm noticing is, is that it used to be you know, I'd brush my teeth in the morning with a natural toothpaste. And then by the evening, my teeth would feel dirty. You know, you'd run your tongue over them and they'd feel like, oh, I need to brush my teeth. But what I've noticed with the dental side since I've been using it is, is that by the end of the day, my, my tooth still feel clean. Uh, I, you know, it's not obvious that they've collected anything over the course of the day. So that's exciting. Dentists are telling me that they're getting <clears throat> like a 50% reduction in pockets within six to eight weeks in some patients that... Certain patients that have might, might have been candidates for root planing now don't have to get that. And who wants to get root planing, right? But they were using the liposomal formula rinse as well as the toothpaste. So they were doing both. Um, so we might have to send you some of that when it comes in. 
Yeah, definitely. Now let's talk about that throat spray. I, having just been doing a hell of a lot of uh, plane travel, so uh, coming into contact with the great human population, <laughs> I'm always looking for ways to prevent myself from getting sick because my immune system has definitely been compromised due to my digestive issues. How does this throat spray work and how can it help with a sore throat or even you mentioned um, be great when you're doing some travel? Well, the interesting thing was, you know, we've always gotten such great feedback over the years on the throat spray. Everybody tells me, I can't live without that throat spray in the winter. If I start to get sick and I just spray it, it's gone. Like, you know, you start to get that niggle in the back of your throat or you wake up in the middle of the night with a sore throat and you spray it and then it's gone. Like you don't get sick. So we've had that feedback countless, countless times. In fact, I've been at conferences before where doctors walk past me in the hall and stick their hand in their pocket and pull out the throat spray. Like they're, they've got it in their pocket when they're traveling. But we did a study with the University of Louisiana last year, and what they were looking at is immune-compromised athletes. So these are athletes that overexert themselves, and they suppress their upper respiratory immune response, which is measured by the secretory IgA. So what they did at the university is they did a double-blind placebo-controlled trial where they measured the SIGA after exertion and then gave the biocidin spray, and then 10 minutes later, checked the SIGA to see what happened. And if you can believe this, there was a 66% increase in immune response with just one dose of throat spray. So not only does the throat spray have all these antimicrobial, antiviral benefits that the biocidin has, but it seems to have a very immunomodulatory effect in helping to you know, upregulate if necessary, the immune response. So I think for that reason that this throat spray is going to end up being a very, very popular product. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see it, you know, in a, in a larger uh, field in the future than just uh, going to health professionals, which our biobotanical line generally does. Um, I think that the University of Louisiana said that they want to patent this activity and, you know, really maybe bring this forward um, to the to the retail public, which I think would be great. I mean, people are using things like Airborne that only have a smidgen of herbs in there. It's basically vitamin C and some zinc, which is always good when you're sick, but it's not got, you know, results like this behind it. So I'm hoping that the throat spray will get out there and help more people stay well uh, during cold and flu season. And so how does it work? You, you spray it in your throat and, and what happens then? Yeah, so basically you spray it, say, you know, before you get on the plane or when you're on the plane, um, if somebody's coughing around you, if you work in an office and a lot of other people are sick, uh, is a good time to spray it. Or if you start to feel symptoms, then I spray it every half hour, like just a couple, two or three sprays every half hour. And I also take a couple of the Olivirex formula, which is our olive leaf combination, because olive leaf uh, has been shown in university studies to be very antiviral. And so since most of the you know cold and flu types of things are viruses, it's a good idea to have some extra antiviral things on board uh, as well as something like the throat spray. So I'll take a couple of the Olivirex, I'll spray the throat spray, 
some parents have told me that they will spray it in their children's mouth as they're leaving for school. And then when they get home, first thing, spray them again. So they stop bringing things, you know, back from school and keep their immune system strong at school. So this has helped people. I mean, I've had people write to me, one woman in London, she wrote to me and she said that she has never in her adult life not been sick in the winter. But since she started using the throat spray and Olivirex preventatively, she hasn't been sick. And so she actually you know, made the effort to write to us and let, her, let us know about her experience. Mm, that's fantastic. I um, was recently on a long haul flight, got on the plane, sat down, and sure enough, there was a gentleman um, in the next row over coughing and spluttering and sneezing, not covering his mouth, just sneezing into the air. And I sat on that plane and thought, thank you, because you're giving whatever germs you've got straight to me. And sure enough, a few days later, I was starting to feel quite croaky. And now, unfortunately, this was at a time before I was using your product. So I wasn't able to get that support. But I was like, oh, gosh, he's going to get me. And sure enough, he did. I think particularly when we're on planes or uh, we're coming into contact with lots of people. It can, um, And when those seasons change, it can be really a hard time for our poor little immune systems, particularly when we're already compromised with other conditions like SIBO or dysbiosis or anything like that. That's right. I mean, a lot of people who have chronic infections, whether it's SIBO and dysbiosis or people who have Lyme disease or mold exposure, right? These people are really immune sensitive as well. Uh, so it's always a good idea, cold and flu season particularly, and when the seasons change to, you know, support yourself beforehand, make sure your diet is in line with the seasons that you're going into, right? Um, you know, eat, eat healthy, organic, and, and seasonally supportive foods too. Let's just talk about that um, because I, I do really eat with the seasons, but why is that important uh, from your perspective? Well, I think from a Chinese medicine point of view, each season has an organ system that is the most impacted in that system. And so uh, supportive foods tend to be the ones that for that season are good for that organ system. Like in the winter, you know, the root vegetables, right, which are sort of anchoring the kidney yang, they call it, or, you know, the, the fire element in your kidneys, your adrenals, because it's cold outside and everything is contracted, right? So that's, that's rooted quality is what you're looking for. Whereas in the spring right now, um, our livers are super active. I don't know about you, but or you're down under, so you're in opposite season. So here we're going into spring and you'll notice that you wake up, you know, needing more sleep or you feel tired during the day. And I think it's because our liver is working extra hard at detoxifying in the spring. So having things like lots of leafy greens and, and green juices and dandelion and things that are sort of a little bit blood purifying and lightening to our system is very useful in the springtime. Um, and in the summer, of course, you know, there's a lot of heat. So, you know, that's a great time to be eating melon and cucumber and things that are cooling and soothing. Uh, whereas you don't want to be eating those things in the dead of winter when it's freezing cold. You, you don't want to be eating anything out of your refrigerator directly in the winter. You want to eat soup and, you know, so it's, um, I think it makes sense. I mean, I think it's what your body craves, right? I mean, we have our own body wisdom. It's telling us what we want. Um, 
when we're in touch with that. And what about in the autumn or fall, depending on what you call it, where wherever you are in the world, uh, what are the what's the system that's impacted in that season, and what are the foods that we should be eating? So in the fall, the the metal element and the lung and large intestine is most impacted, and I happen to be a metally metal weak person, so my lung chi is the first thing to go. And I think that's why I put the throat spray together in the first place was really for myself. Um, so in the winter, the in an Ayurvedic perspective, right, the dryness is challenging, which is like the vata imbalance. And in Chinese medicine, it's wind and dryness. So soothing, moistening things like I'll drink, say, um, chai with ghee in it, uh, and which is clarified butter. Um, as a way of like moistening um, first thing in the morning. And um, I'll do things like steam saunas or breathing steam or um, using warm oils after the shower to protect my skin so that it doesn't feel dry. So anything you can do to combat dryness um, and internally, you know, chia is great because you can put it in water and let it sit overnight and then drink it. And it's this really hydrating uh, beverage that you can have and sip on during the day. So anything like that, that's sort of lubricating in the fall is a good idea. And one of the challenges I think for many of us, particularly in the Western world, is that we have become so dissociated with our um, vegetables and fruits and the seasonality of them because supermarkets stock things all year round. I've got a really handy download, uh, which I'll link into the show notes, which just goes through the kind of SIBO fruits and vegetables and when they're available seasonally rather than supermarket wise, um, which can really help people to start to to eat within the seasons. Another thing that I do, which has really helped me get back in touch with se- the seasonality of foods is I order my um, plant-based food through a local organic grocer. They do a home delivery and they're only stocking seasonal produce. And so I get a box of their produce every week. And it's a really great way to um, learn about new vegetables or fruits, uh, to cook with the, with things that are different to just the standard carrots and broccoli, uh, which so many people get stuck eating. And, um, and the food tastes so much better when it's, it's when you're eating it in season. Yeah, I agree. And and here in Santa Cruz, of course, we're incredibly lucky. I think 80% of the the lettuce in the United States is grown in this county. Um, and we have a farmer's market every single day of the week somewhere in our town. So there's no excuse for not getting something that's been fresh picked. I actually have my own organic farm um, and I do permaculture and we grow all our own produce pretty much. Um, so, you know, that's what you're going to eat is whatever is growing that time of year. Um, and I think a lot of towns have farmer's markets these days. Or like you said, the CDSA, not CDSA, uh, what's it called? The Community Supported Agriculture, CSA, um, where they, they send you the box every week. And it's only like 20 bucks or something. And you get like a fresh box of just picked things. And um, I think that is a great way to go if you can do it. Um, sometimes I, you know, I get really busy, you know, running biobotanical is no small task. And so sometimes I rely on some of my nutritional, uh, chefs and I get them to, Hey, make me up, you know, a couple of really good soups or salads for the week. 
um, because I know I'm not going to have time to cook. So sometimes having a little support that way has helped as well. Yeah, definitely. And that's actually one of the reasons why I launched the SIBO Ready Meals, um, which are available in the States at this stage and hopefully coming to other countries soon. But just so that there's, uh, you know, good, balanced, delicious meals that you can have on hand for those times when you are just a bit too busy to do the cooking yourself because, hey, we're all busy people. Um, So we've talked about the biocide and throat spray and the um, Oliverex tablet, which can be really great for immune support, particularly as you change seasons, especially when you're going into that winter cold and flu season. What are some of the products that people might be able to take or can take when they're dealing with SIBO specifically? That's a good question, hey? I've got loads more just like this coming up after this break. We're back in a moment. So we've talked about the biocide and throat spray and the um, Oliverex tablet, which can be really great for immune support, particularly as you change seasons, especially when you're going into that winter cold and flu season. What are some of the products that people might be able to take or can take when they're dealing with SIBO specifically? Well, of course, the biocide would be the first one I would recommend um, because that's the one that's going to help deal with any overgrowth um, and you know it, it seems to target the pathogenic bacteria quite a bit um, we've seen in the study we did very quickly like a 50 percent reduction in the hydrogen producing bacteria um, in six weeks without changing the diet and without taking anything else so when you take a proper SIBO diet and then you use something like the biocidin in combination with the olivirex, which apart from being really good immune support is also super good at the methane producing bacteria in SIBO. So we've seen uh, a great drop in those while you've got the olivirex on board. So the the biocidin and the olivirex being sort of the two antimicrobial components, um, we use something called GI detox, which is a, a special clay and charcoal blend And we take that, say, an hour after or in between uh, doses and on an empty stomach away from other supplements and other foods because that will absorb some of the die-off of these bacteria and absorb some of the toxins. Um, I think we should probably digress for a second and talk about biofilms. What do you think? I think we should, yes. Okay, so for those of you who've never heard of biofilms, you can look this up and spend all day on the Internet on it. But biofilms are basically a coating that bacteria and other pathogens produce to protect themselves from detection from your immune system, to stop antimicrobial or antibiotics, to work, um, prevents them from working. Um, And they're very slow growing and very resistant in general. And then they sort of break off and, and move and then plant themselves someplace else. So they spread. Um, And so these biofilms have components in them that are very endotoxic. And some of these are called lipopolysaccharide or LPS. 
And this endotoxin, LPS, which is part of gram-negative bacteria and part of biofilms, it is extremely inflammatory. So when you've got these, these biofilms and let's say you've now got leaky gut from these pathogens and this endotoxin gets into your system um, because your gut is permeable and so now these things are entering into your bloodstream potentially, your immune system goes into overdrive and creates a huge cytokine and inflammatory response. And this can cause problems anywhere in your system. I mean, everything from, from rheumatoid arthritis to uh, diabetes and heart disease, all of these chronic conditions can have a component of these endotoxins causing inflammation. And that's why no matter what your situation is, whether you have SIBO or not, you just know that you're chronically ill, it's always a good idea to clean up your gut. And so using something like the biocidin and olivirix and GI detox together is a good way to kind of begin to balance your intestinal ecology and stop these endotoxins from getting into your system. Um, and then it's, of course, very important that your diet be supportive as well. Um, so those, those three, the biocidin liquid, the olivirix and the GI detox are key for gut health. And we've got a couple of other things that we like to use as part of a comprehensive program. We've recently come out with a new probiotic called Proflora 4R. And that one is cool because it can be used in SIBO because it's the spore-based probiotics. The spore strains we got from Megaspore, and these are pharmaceutical-grade strains. And then we added quercetin for its anti-inflammatory ability and its ability to help stop leaky gut. Uh, and the quercetin we used is actually a pharmaceutical quercetin, so it's 170 times more powerful than standard quercetin you might find at the health food store. And so we've got enough of that in there to really impact and, and calm down inflammation and calm down the histamine response in the gut. And then we've added aloe and marshmallow to provide a little bit of motility and healing to the gut lining. So I think that the Proflora 4R is a super important component and you only need to take one capsule a day and it's super easy. So I, I take it every night um, at bedtime. And then the last thing that's part of that comprehensive program is the biotonic. The biotonic is a Chinese herb formula that helps restore the um, digestion and immune system. It supports the liver and kidneys and it supports the adrenals. So as you're killing things off and rebalancing, it kind of helps restore some of your vitality and energy. Because a lot of times when people have been chronically ill, they're fatigued, right? So uh, this is something that just helps make the patients feel um, stronger and, and on the road to recovery faster. The number one herb in that formula is astragalus. And astragalus is known for its ability to support immune response in a healthy way. So I, I really like the bite. It tastes good. You know, you can put it in warm water and it's like a tea. Um, so all of those things together, the biocidin, the olivirex, the GI detox, the proflora, and the biotonic, those five things is what you would take for a two-month period as sort of a starting point um, for cleaning up your gut if you've had any type of chronic problem. And to make it nice for people, we've actually thrown in one of the dental side and toothpaste for free, and we've reduced the price of that kit 15% over the individual prices of the products. So um, 
it makes it a little more affordable for people to be able to do the whole protocol. And, you know, we get great feedback on this. People's lab work is looking so much better at the end of two months. They may need to continue longer, but maybe at a lesser dose, you know, more as a maintenance. Um, it depends on their individual situation. Uh, most people who are using our products are working with a healthcare pr practitioner or a nutritionist or someone who's helping to follow them and support them through their their process of of getting back to health. And that's what we recommend because, you know, you can do a lot on your own, but it's always good to have a baseline of testing and follow up to know where you're at um, and someone who you can go to when you have questions. Exactly. And one of the things that I talk about a lot is building your own dream team of health professionals so that you've got a team of people looking after you and um, really focusing on your own health care. Uh, because whilst we can learn a lot from the internet and the internet is great, we haven't gone to med school or <laughs> gone to learn to be a naturopathic doctor. And so we don't have the full skills that a um, practitioner be it naturopathic doctor, integrated physician, dietitian, whatever, is able to bring to the table and we can really use their skills. One thing I'd like to just touch on is just biofilms. And a question I know people will have is, if I'm breaking down all these biofilms, am I going to make my die-off worse because I'm in effect releasing the bacteria from their cosy little enclave of security inside my gut lining? Well, yes, you are. And that's why we have the GI detox. So as soon as you break it down, the GI detox grabs it like a sponge. The shape of that, that molecule in the clay is like a giant sponge and not only absorbs things, but it's electromagnetically charged to attract things as well. So as long as you take that GI detox, um, when you start to feel a sign of a die off, you're usually fine. I mean, it'll really cut down on that. And you also always want to go very slowly. You don't want to, you know, overwhelm yourself uh, through this process. You start with one drop of biocidin. Some people have to dilute that one drop in a glass of water and only take a sip of the water. That's mostly people who are like Lyme patients that are that sensitive. Mostly SIBO patients tolerate this quite well right away. But you always have to be careful. And and having the whole protocol, like I mentioned, gives you all the support that you need um, and working with your practitioner to make sure that your detoxification pathways are additionally supported. Perhaps you're a person who doesn't methylate well or sulfate well. Um, you know, perhaps you have heavy metals that need to be detoxed. So, you know, there's other things that you always want to make sure that you're on top of. Um, and going slowly per your tolerance. More is not better. There's no point in making yourself, you know, have a headache and have to lay down on the bed, right? You, you want to be functional while you're taking care of this. So the key to that is to going slowly, drinking a lot of water, giving yourself adequate rest, and eating a supportive diet. It's so important. And I, I often hear from people who have commenced treatment often at the full dosage and they feel absolutely horrific. And they say, I feel worse now that I'm on treatment than I did before. I'd prefer just to have SIBO. And I'll often say, well, what's the dosage? Is the dosage right for you? I know myself, I can be quite sensitive to things. And I, I just now as a 
matter of course, uh, I start on a sl- on a small dose and I just build up to it because I don't want to take a supplement or a herb and end up feeling so rotten that I have to spend the day in bed because I know I'm a sensitive, my body's quite sensitive to things. So I now just go, okay, I'm going to build up over the next one to two weeks, uh, start really small and then go from there so that my body gets used to it, I get used to it and I'm not just feeling revolting with die-off symptoms. For anyone that's listening that has never heard of die-off or or doesn't know what a a die-off symptom might look like, are you able to talk a bit about what that process of die-off is and what we might experience with it? Sure. So what a lot of people will say is that they might feel tired more than usual or they might have a headache. Um, Some people will get digestive complaints of additional bloating or gas or nausea Some people will say they can't sleep as well. Um, They feel flu-like. Some people actually get rashes coming to the surface because your body is just desperate to detox. And so it's coming out through your skin. Particularly people with candida will get rashes like that. Um, So any of those symptoms are a sign that, yes, it's working. And you may be just doing too much too quickly. You talked about candida. Quite often us SIBOers have multiple conditions at once. How could, how does um, the biocidin or any of your biobotanical uh, research products work with multiple conditions? Well, that's the beauty of the botanicals. They're so broad spectrum. So when you look, for example, at all the herbs and biocidin, Almost every herb is, is doing like four things. They're antifungal, they're antibacterial, they're antiparasitic, they're antiviral. Um, they're breaking biofilms, they're supporting the liver. They're, you know, so that's the cool thing about using combinations instead of like a single ingredient is you don't get overwhelmed by one ingredient. Like, I don't know if you've ever taken straight oregano oil, but that can be extremely harsh. I mean, yes, it'll kill things off, but you know, a lot of people can't tolerate it. Whereas in the biocidin, there's just a teeny bit of oregano and lavender and the other essential oils. Um, so I think that the other thing that's very interesting is, is that several of the herbs in both the olivirex and the biocidin actually stop antibiotic resistance by shutting down the efflux pump mechanism. So that mechanism is where like a bacteria will sense an antimicrobial or antibiotic substance and it'll change its gene expression and start spitting that out using this pump mechanism but like some of the plant tannins and uh, golden seal for example those stop that efflux pump and so then the amount of antimicrobial is strong enough to kill off that bacteria so it kind of gets around their defenses and so the herbs don't seem to have any problem with uh, resistance and especially when you're using so many different herbs um, at a time, you know, there's no way for those pathogens to be able to cope. And so you can do a better job of like getting rid of multiple things at once. You're right in that most biofilms contain both yeast and bacteria. For example, children with ear infections, you know, the doctors keep giving an antibiotic every time this kid gets an infection and now their gut's messed up, right? Um, and they still have an ear infection. And the problem is, is that the antibiotic that they gave didn't do anything for the yeast. And when um, these cultures of these ear infections were grown out in the lab, both yeast and bacteria were almost always present. So it's, you've got to deal with the candida. 
The other place that people will harbor these, you know, long-term chronic infections is in their sinuses. So you'll often have yeast and bacteria in the sinuses. And so it's really easy to take the biocidin and mix it with some saline solution and use it as a nasal spray or in a neti pot. Um, and, you know, if you have chronic sinus issues, you can bet that you've got some type of biofilm that's hanging out up there. I think 80% of all infections start to produce biofilms within two weeks. So if you've got a chronic infection, you've definitely got biofilms and you need to break through them and you need to do it for a long enough time. You know, a lot of people want a magic bullet, a quick fix, but they've been sick for 20 years, but they think that they're going to take, you know, two weeks of something and they're going to get rid of it. It doesn't work like that. So you do have to, uh, slow and steady does win the race um, and, and take the time. It may, you know, it might be three months, six months, even a year for a severely ill person, but they can be completely turned around. I heard somewhere, um, I think it actually was one of my guests on the show, who said for every year of chronic illness, it's about a month of treatment or recovery. And I found that a really interesting um, statistic because I suspect that my SIBO commenced in very young life. I, I've been chronically sick since birth. And I um, was like, okay, so, well, I was 36 when I discovered that I had SIBO and I heard about this thing called SIBO. So that's 36 months of you know, really addressing my health. And it made sense. And it can be, I think one of the challenges for us Western um, people is that we are fed the information from the pharmaceuticals uh, promoting their antibiotics that you just take this pill and be fine or just take this one course of antibiotics and be fine. And it can be very difficult for us psychologically to get our head around the fact that no one round of a course of antibiotics is most likely not going to be the be-all and end-all cure of why we have developed a chronic digestive conditions such as SIBO or one of the other dysbioses or fungal overgrowths. Uh, and it can be very, very challenging to come to terms with that. Um, I have a coaching client who is, she's just, we've just celebrated a year working together, which is a really exciting milestone. And she's been going through her treatment through, for a year. She's been chronically unwell for her, for the majority of, of her life. Uh, she feels like a, a new person a, a one year in, but she's not at the end of her treatment, but she now sees that this is just a life, this is a lifetime change rather than, oh, okay, I'll reach this magical finishing line and then all will be well and I'll never have to think about it again. But it's taken her some time to really uh, come to grips with that, to mentally process that, to digest it, pardon the pun, uh, and to come to that resolution. And it can be very difficult when you're first starting out to hear that it might not just be a, a one or two week round of antibiotics that uh, will fix everything. That's right. And especially when you understand the biofilm component, right? Because these biofilms are like layers of sludge and slime that you have to break through it's not going to happen quickly and most antibiotics can't do anything for the biofilm so um there are advantages sometimes in using the botanicals like biocidin at the same time as an antibiotic if you need to use an antibiotic or if you if your doctor recommends that you do um did you see that study on the rifraximin that some of the botanicals were equally effective as that drug for SIBO 
Um, and a lot of those botanicals are the same ones that are in the biocide. And so it makes sense. Um, you know, we've been following patients now for, gosh, a number of years with SIBO. Um, and you're right. I think, I think that there's a number of things happening in our modern day and age, stress-wise, um, perhaps EMF exposure-wise, uh, GMO food exposure-wise, uh, that just have made our digestive systems a lot less tolerant. Um, perhaps it's, you know, all the doses of antibiotics or, or metals or things that we've gotten, um, other ways that our immune system has become compromised. Um, we just don't have those kind of strong systems that maybe our great grandparents did, you know, that were kind of living on the farm. Um, maybe we're not exposed to enough soil-based organisms. And that's why I think that that Proflora formula is nice because it's giving us some of those um, special spore forming bacteria back that we may be lacking too. With regards to the Proflora formula, um, a question I often get asked by people is, should I be taking a probiotic uh, supplement such as the proflora uh, when I'm in the active kill phase of the bacterial overgrowth? I say yes um, because the proflora is actually helping modulate your immune system to better be able to not only kill pathogenic bacteria and yeast but support your beneficial flora and heal your gut lining. So I'd say that in the case of that formula, I think it's really good to have on board. That quercetin is going to do wonders for stopping bloating and um, inflammation in your gut. And so it's important, I think, to get your gut lining back in order as quickly as possible. But typical probiotics like the acidophilus uh, and bifidus types sometimes are not tolerated in SIBO. Um, but the spore-forming ones seem to be okay because they're going into the lower digestion. Can you just touch on what a spore-forming probiotic is? Someone listening might think, I've never heard of that. What does that actually mean? Well, I, I wouldn't consider myself the world's expert. And if you want to learn a lot about spore-formers, look up the Megaspore website um, and some of Dr. Karen's research because he's really brilliant. But my understanding of spore-forming um, probiotics is, is that unlike these sort of live forms of flora that you sort of hope some of them will get down there to your digestive tract and make it through the acid and, and so forth, these things are in an inert state until they get into the right environment, and then they can proliferate. So um, these are normal bacteria like bacillus subtilis and, and so forth that are normal parts of healthy soil. And in the past, you know, you would be pulling something out of the ground and eating it, right? You might brush it off your carrot and you'd eat it and you'd get some dirt. Um, we don't really eat dirt anymore. And I think that oh, <clears throat> we don't play in the dirt. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, I played mud pies out in the backyard, but a lot of kids today don't have the option of being dirty. You know, they, they don't live, um, uh, in the country, they live in the city, and they're not exposed to soil at all. They've got like asphalt and concrete and carpet and wood floors and tile. I mean, they, there's just no dirt in their reality. Um, so that's where these spore-forming probiotics could be helpful because they're replacing something that normally we had in our systems as part of our uh, commensal bacteria. 
So they, they were sort of a normal transient resident that, you know, you'd eat them, they'd go through, they would be modulating your, your immune system, they'd be helping your other beneficials to thrive. Um, and so I, I think that's why they're important and that why they work so well. The, the one that we're using actually was a pharmaceutical drug for children's diarrheal diseases. So, um, you know, it was a pharmaceutical agent for, for children. And for that reason, I think that, that it's probably a good thing for all of us to be using. Something that people might be wondering is uh, what does it taste like? So you've got liquid formulations and also uh, capsule formulations for the liquid stuff. How would you describe the flavor? <laughs> Some people are quite adverse to the concept of, of using a, a liquid herb because they've had perhaps a really bad experience in the past where they're like, that's horrific. I can't, I cannot put that in my mouth. Yeah, you know, have you ever brewed up the Chinese herbs, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, some of those just hold your nose, and it's like gagging bad, right? I mean, sad to say as an acupuncturist, but I hated those things. Um, the biocidin actually, because it's in a glycerin base, it tastes a little bit sweet. It's the herb ingredients in there. I think it tastes kind of like sweet pizza. I mean, children like it. They ask for it. They take it. It's it's not an objectionable flavor, but if someone really hates the taste of things, they can just take the capsule, I suppose. Um, the only thing is, is there's about five drops of the biocidin in a capsule. So, you know, for some people that could be too much right away. Other people, it's fine. They can tolerate a capsule right away. But if you put the biocidin in like a little bit of juice or something, you really can't taste it at all. It's, it's definitely not a nasty, strong tasting thing. It's, it's, it's quite pleasant. People are surprised by that. You know, the, um, especially um, the new liposomal formula because it's in that uh, sunflower oil base. Um, you know, it just has a really smooth taste. Nobody seems to mind. In fact, my dog, you heard barking a second ago, um, when he has any GI issues, I just squirt the formula in my palm of my hand and he licks it up. Um, so you know how dogs are, they're picky and he'll, he likes the taste of it. He'll lick it up. So I think try it out and, uh, See what you think. What did you try the liquid yet yourself? I haven't tried the liquid yet. No, so I can't. <laughs> I can't talk about it. Unfortunately, I'm doing it next. All right. Well, now in terms of um, where people can find your products, uh, so people will be listening, thinking, oh, "I'd really like to try this." How can they um, get hold of your products? Do they need to uh, get them through a practitioner, or can they order them themselves? Well, it's great to be working with your practitioner and have them on board. And a lot of practitioners carry these in their office. So I would go to them first. But um, if, if not, and they, if they don't have it, um, if you go to biocidin.com, that's just B-I-O-C-I-D-I-N.com, you can order the things online if you're in the United States. We do have international distributors in New Zealand um, that also ship to Australia we have a European distributor that, that does the whole EU and the UK and Ireland. We have distributors. So if you go to our website at biosign.com and if you're outside the U.S., you can click on um, the page that has the international distributor information and, and you can then click through to their websites. Um, and yeah, and you can just get these online. The only thing is, is that we can't answer your questions or give you advice um, because it's illegal from the FDA's perspective 
for us to be giving any type of medical advice to end users. So other than just the usage instructions that are on the bottle and on the website, um, we can't tell you how you should be doing things or what you should be taking it with. So we do have a number of nutritionists that have offered to do phone or online consultations. And we've got a referral list of those people that we can email you. So if you, if you email us at uh, info at biocidin.com and you, you can ask for the referral list um, and you can just order the products and, and follow the directions and go slowly and, and then try to get your practitioner to contact us as well so that we're all on the same page for your care. Yeah, that's wonderful. And like we said before, it's really important to have that good uh, dream team of health professionals working with you with your unique individual situation uh, so that they're helping you to get to your health uh, goals rather than you kind of stumbling around in the dark and, and hoping things will work without potentially knowing why or how they are working. Rachel Fresco, it's been wonderful chatting you to, to you today uh, to talk all about your uh, your business biobotanical research and your range of products that uh, can be so supportive for people with SIBO and other conditions such as fungal overgrowth, Lyme disease, and the like. So it's been it's been a joy to have you on the show today. Thank you so much. And I did want to say, Rebecca, that um, if you use the code Healthy Gut just all capitals, healthy gut on the website, that'll get you in for free shipping. Wonderful. So that's a really great little perk for the listeners of the Healthy Gut Podcast. All of that information that we've talked about on today's show are in the show notes. So make sure you head there um, and, uh, and free shipping is just fabulous. So thank you so much for offering that to my listeners, Rachel. Well, it's been great uh, conversing with you and I hope that everyone who heard this podcast gets a lot of benefit from it. I'm sure they will. Thanks so much. That was Dr. Rachel Fresco from Biobotanical Research. To grab the show notes from today's episode or to sign up as a member of the Healthy Gut Podcast so that you get the full transcription, you can do that at thehealthygut.co forward slash biobotanical. Now, I absolutely love hearing your feedback, guys, so don't forget to leave a rating and review in Apple Podcasts or the app you use to listen to this podcast. And you can come say hi to us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Pinterest, and Google+. Just look for The Healthy Gut. Coming up on next week's show, we're joined by dietitian Kelly Isaacson from Cedars-Sinai, who is going to be talking all about the low fermentation diet and all things SIBO diet and nutrition. I can't wait to bring this episode to you next week with dietitian Kelly Isaacson.
You've been listening to the Healthy Gut Podcast with your host, Rebecca Coombs. To learn more about the Healthy Gut or our podcast, head to thehealthygut.co forward slash podcast. We would like to thank Red Lemon Productions for the production and original music score of this podcast. To find out more about their services, head to redlemonproductions.com. The Healthy Gut Podcast is a production of The Healthy Gut. Thanks for listening. Thank you.